the sound of pride in London in 2022. June marks the beginning of Pride Month, a time in which millions of people across the world will attend large-scale events to commemorate years of struggle for civil rights and the ongoing pursuit of equal justice under the law for the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender and queer community, as well as the accomplishments of LGBTQ plus individuals. Hello and welcome to this Global Situation podcast from International SOS, the leading medical and security risk management business. I'm Chris Giles. Well, this is the podcast where we provide you with timely analysis and tactical insight for your organisation. And in this episode, we're focusing on Pride Month and offering advice to help keep you and your employees safe. Well, joining me is Taran Nidja, the Lead Security Analyst for Europe, and Kiana Kataria, Lead Security Analyst for West and Central Africa. So Taran, what should we expect for Pride 2023? Uh, so I think managers should probably be aware that there's going to be pride-related events, by which I mean protests, rallies, marches in several major cities. Madrid, Munich, Paris, Zurich and more. And they're generally very large-scale events with thousands, if not millions of people attending, often flying in from abroad. I mean, if we look back to 2019, for example, there were 3.5 million people in Madrid and about half a million marching through Paris. When we think of pride, we think of it being a celebratory event. But is that always the case? So unfortunately, the celebrations are going to take place against the backdrop of increasing violence against the LGBTQ plus community. As an example, if we look back to last year in France, there was a 28% increase in physical attacks against homosexual and transsexual people compared to the previous year, which comes out almost one assault every two days. We have to remember this is coming amid a time of increasing right-wing success at the ballot box, with some leaders espousing rhetoric that, you might say, could embolden those with such anti-pride perspectives. So, Taryn, what should people be aware of what could happen at these events? So, I don't want to be overly alarmist, because ultimately the majority of these events do pass off peacefully. But it is pretty difficult to forget Oslo last year and the terrorist attack that occurred just a day or two before Pride. For those who can't remember, a terrorist gunman killed two and injured 21 others in an attack on a well-renowned LGBTQ plus friendly bar. And given that the ideologies of terrorists are entirely antithetical to what's celebrated at Pride, and the events are obviously large-scale in nature, which increases their likelihood of being targeted, you can't rule further attacks out. There have, however, been other incidents of violence at Pride events in the past. If we look back to Munster in Germany last year, a transgender man was horrifically beaten to death after trying to defend a group of women that had been receiving homophobic verbal abuse. And in Zagreb, Croatia, the year before that, we saw incidents of arson targeting pride symbols and a significant number of people actually being physically assaulted. So those are obviously no doubt the two worst case scenarios. And like I said, the majority of these events are fantastically peaceful celebrations. In reality, and hopefully the most significant impact that people will face is widespread operational and travel disruption, roads being cordoned off and an upwards pressure on accommodation. So, Kina, we've spoken mainly about Europe, but of course, pride events we held across the world So what do you think clients elsewhere need to be aware of? Yeah, that's a good point. Um, Of course, the situation will vary greatly depending on where you are in the world. And that also underscores the need to do your research before you travel. Many countries still criminalize LGBTQ plus people in some form, uh, with laws most often being framed around same-sex sexual activity. But we also know that vague uh, public indecency laws can sometimes be deliberately used against the LGBTQ plus community as well. And another factor to consider is that in some locations, there may be restrictions on gatherings due to the political situation in that country, for example. 
So the important thing to emphasize is that we need to have an understanding of both the legal framework as well as social attitudes when assessing risks for the community. And it's also important to keep in mind that these do not always converge. For example, in South Africa, homosexuality and same-sex relations and marriages are legal and broadly socially accepted as well, particularly in major cities. Pride parades are also held in such locations and most of the time they do pass off peacefully. For this reason, South Africa is often considered to be one of the most progressive countries on the continent in terms of LGBTQ plus rights. However, there are still regular reports of violence targeting the LGBTQ plus community, such as corrective rapes, for example. And if we look at the US, in recent years, we've seen reports of far right groups issuing threats against pride parades across the country. And this, again, is broadly linked to a rise in anti-LGBTQ plus rhetoric, both online as well as in traditional media. So it's important to consider all of these aspects. And if people have any concerns or need help navigating this, they can call us for a destination-specific assessment prior to traveling. So, Kina, we've heard about the worst-case scenarios, but generally, for people attending these events, what should they take into consideration before setting off? Yes, yeah, so some advice for the Pride Parades themselves. Um, it's important to stick together and also to know how to contact other members of your group if you lose each other. It could be helpful as well to identify some meeting points in advance as well, given that there will be you know, large events and large crowds. It's also important, given what Taryn highlighted, to maintain awareness of your surroundings. So there might be, for example, an uptick in sort of criminal activity. Criminals often tend to operate or take advantage of these large events as well. But also if they see any sort of suspicious activity or behavior as well, to just keep in mind to stay alert. It's also helpful to kind of familiarize yourself with the, the march routes as well. So to identify some exit routes which would enable you to safely remove yourself uh, from the area if an incident does occur. So like I said as well, this is a major event, it's attracting large crowds, and there will be an increased risk of crime. So not just at the parade, but you know these cities that are organizing Pride parades will also be organizing other types of events as well. So it's important to be aware of kind of the layout of the city, especially if you're traveling to attend such events. So to familiarize yourself of crime prone areas and some of the security precautions you will need to take. So things like avoiding isolated locations at night and avoiding walking alone as well. It's also important to, to keep in mind or to, to be aware of how to respond in the event of an incident. So there is a risk of verbal harassment or abuse. And if that were to occur, then our advice is to ignore such provocations because it's just a matter of your safety. It's best to try and remove yourself from the area, seek out a safe haven and then try and contact um, the support of the police as well if you need it. And how is International SOS able to help organisations to support their LGBTQ plus workforce? So yeah, so from an information perspective, we are issuing alerts in advance on pride parades um, that also include an assessment of the likely impact. So if we think it's going to be primarily peaceful but just disruptive, then we will flag that. But also if we see that there is a risk of counter-protest, for example, and an underlying risk of harassment, then we will try and make that clear as well in those alerts so that people know what to expect. 
Similarly, our members also have access to real-time verified information in the event of a serious incident. So that will also include some advice on how to respond and what actions to take to stay safe. Another thing that our members can do is to call one of our 27 assistance centres for pre-travel advice. So all of our security experts are able to provide profile and destination-specific advice on societal attitudes, biases and challenges uh, for LGBTQ plus travellers, because it's important to recognise that there is some variation even within Europe as well. And anyone with specific concerns um, can contact us for information on the local application of LGBTQ plus rights, but also information on crime prone areas, which will enable them to make informed decisions about their safety. Now, Pride Month is also an opportunity for organisations to reflect and ensure that they've got the policies in place to best support their LGBTQ plus workforce. Can you tell me what advice would you have for managers? Yeah, that's right. I think it's important that managers also take um, some measures. So it's important that they ensure that their workforce are aware of the resources and support available to them, both internally within the organisation, but also externally through international SOS. They should also ensure that all employees have discrete access to information on LGBTQ plus specific risks and mitigation measures. They should also educate their employees on precautions to take to keep themselves and their colleagues safe. And finally, it's also important to have an incident response plan in place. They should ensure that there's a primary point of contact within the organization that can support in the event of an emergency. Um, and they also need to make sure that employees are briefed accordingly so that they know who they can reach out to. Okay, Kerner, thank you very much. Thank you. Taryn, thank you too. Thanks. Well, that's all for now, but before I go, I just wanted to mention that we've updated our short micro-learning LGBTQ plus course. It's been endorsed by Stonewall, a UK LGBT rights charity, and it covers societal attitudes, biases and challenges where the LGBTQ plus community may be harassed and how to access safe support as well as tips for travellers. You can access that as part of our digital learning portfolio from the 1st of June. Just go to International SOS Training Portal and search for LGBTQ+. And a reminder that you can get more detailed additional advice for LGBTQ plus travellers available on our security portal for all subscribers. That's there, as well as any alerts published by International SOS on significant developments either in their country of residence or at their destination. And if you have any further questions or requirements, remember you can contact a member of our team in our global network of assistance centres, which are available to clients 24-7. But until next time, thanks very much for listening and goodbye.